The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond! 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 Episode 401. That is the thing we're doing right now. This is a podcast about PlayStation games. I am Max Scoville. With me, Marty Sleva. Thanks for having me, Max. Sure. Brian Altano. Anytime, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) And Andrew Goldfarb. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, this is good. The, it's the morning. This is the morning. So we. This is the morning or the morning after Beyond 400. This well, is the morning yeah. after the three of the weirdest episodes that we've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the three weirdest episodes. Like, yeah. this is, I, we, okay, we're flying to Comic-Con tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're doing this uh, sh- show a day late because it was 4th of July weekend this mm-hmm. last weekend. And I think last, yesterday we were kind of low energy. So uh, if the video portion of this is up is a little bit late, apologies. Um, apparently the summer is a strange time for people who have to go and see things in the world of games. Um, There's so many events. It's crazy. Yeah, it doesn't end. Yeah. Yep. Um, After Comic-Con, we got uh, Gamescom, we got QuakeCon, we got PAX, all kinds of stuff. D- D20, 23 D's. Yeah, D23. is uh, the <laughs> yeah, number one small pickle convention. There's, there's CornCon, which is for fans of the hit, uh, hit Freak on the, the Leash Band. There's Emma WattCon will be <laughs> with the world's leading Emma Watson convention. Is she going to be there? She, for the seventh year in a row. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, she, sent, she sends in a video being like, please stop inviting me to this. <laughs> this is, there's ConCon, which is about convicts. Oh, and no one knows, cons? No one knows where that is because they're liars. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, there's a lot of conventions, and we're, we're yeah, working crazy. all of them, or mm-hmm. all of us yeah. are somehow mm-hmm. working some of them. So, yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to fly Germany together? Yeah. We're going to we're gonna have wacky adventure stories from yeah, that. We, um, we do have some stuff to talk about today in mm-hmm. the world of PlayStation games and so forth. I feel like it is kind of like we're kind of getting that summer lull, and I'm, it's hard to tell if particularly we're just kind of like low energy because we're working a lot, yeah. or if it – like. What do we got in terms of games right now? There's Batman, which everyone huge. got yeah. super pumped on, yep. and then I feel like we kind of, kind of, are we are we kind of petering out on that, or are we kind of rolling? I, th- I think uh, most. I think I would say most of our audience has probably finished it by now. Uh, very few have probably hundred percent of it, which is kind of a pain in the ass. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a big game, and I feel like we talked about it a little bit on Beyond Four Hundred. First of all, thank you for everybody who sent us kind words about how how fun that was. Mm-hmm. For all the people yeah. that came to visit us, we had four hundred and ninety seven people in attendance. 
Um, and three, we just three passed away. We three, almost yeah, we had five hundred, but three passed away during the podcast. Actually, three were eaten, <laughs> which <laughs> is odd. Yeah. They were great. They were yeah. delicious, <laughs> yeah. delicious people. Thank you again for those human sacrifices on <laughs> yeah. stage. The problem was we invited four hundred ninety-seven cannibals and only three non. Um, no, so thank you to everybody who came out. That was really awesome. But we we have to talk about Batman a little bit. But I feel like, uh, and I explained this to some people, uh, doing a kind of in-depth conversation about a game like that doesn't really work in such a live setting. So we got to talk mm. more about the the comedy aspects of it and kind of the goofy stuff about Batman. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot that we love, and you know, some stuff that we don't love so much. But we'll yeah. get into that later. Let's uh, let's unpack some of that in a bit. Um, Andrew, you brought some some little news, some some quickies. Yeah, some cookies with, with Andrew. Andrew. I don't know uh, what we want to call. Is that little cookies? Why don't you step on into the podcast room for a nice series of quickies with Andrew? So, Short sex with Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that. That's what the Roper reports. Roper report turned yeah. into news ghost and now it's quickies with Andrew. So, quickies with Andrew. Uh, anyone, anyone who's listened for a long time probably remembers the Roper report, which was um, I love Colin, but he would. It was like forty-five minutes long, and it was like twenty stories. Um, we're gonna try and keep these to three to five a week. It was actually a baker's dozen. It was a baker's dozen. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try and keep these pretty short. Uh, I, I think it's just worth kind of looking at what's happening. Yeah. Uh, like Max said, news right now is kind of interesting because there are so many events that were in that weird period where people are waiting to announce stuff at PAX or announce stuff at Gamescom or whatever. Yeah, that's why it's nice to have you back because you're you're newsy. This is your job. I try. This isn't our job. I try. Our to job be is just to to be dumb and to forget things. That's right. Yeah. yeah like this, Brian and I are literally talking to <laughs> this week. That's pretty cool. Can and we talk about that? Can we talk about that? I don't think so. Are you guys going to? I'll bloop it out. We're going to talk actually about We're actually talking about this week, <laughs> yeah. which is America's favorite national podcast. I'm going to bleep it. It's going to be even more, even more <laughs> confusing. Right. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's still pretty So good. how many do you have today? I have five. Uh, a baker's dozen. <laughs> God, you're the worst. Um, <laughs> i got to keep that alive for a news ghost, Greg Miller. Yeah, that's true. Please do. Uh, oh, yeah. For anyone who hasn't listened to 400, you should Spoilers. get the identity of the news ghost. Yep. Uh, so, what, you know, a perfect example of kind of that lull of lack of announcements. This isn't really a typical, like, press release or announcement story. Just tell, just but tell the story. Tell us the story. This week, a <laughs> tell gentleman us what happened. on Reddit discovered, uh, claims to have discovered a SNES PlayStation prototype. But, but this is a PlayStation <laughs> podcast. Why are you talking about old Nintendo games? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, so, the idea is... For those who don't know, like uh, Zoinks. The, the but origin... I thought the Sony system of consoles existed in a vacuum, separate from all other sorts of console gaming. <laughs> what is that voice? That sounds like a, a, a Powerpuff Girls anime. <laughs> no, it sounds like the animated guy in Community in the episode where they're like doing the space uh, drama, trying yeah, to use the yeah. footage of Chang. Yeah, yeah that's a kind um, of a deeper cut than my reference. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly acceptable. <laughs> Marty got it. Uh, so basically, the origin of the PlayStation One was that it was going to be an add-on to the Super Nintendo, um, and then the company kind of part. Because um, Nintendo this, was historically impossible to work with yes. back then, and that's actually the reason the PlayStation became what it did was because cartridges were so expensive. They were they were upcharging. I think it was forty dollars. They were charging third parties to buy blank cartridges that they would then sell for sixty to eighty five dollars, which is why you saw such high prices on the N sixty four. And you saw uh, CDs on the PlayStation, uh, which were so much easier and cheaper to manufacture at the time. So yeah, Sony. That's what I kind of we talked about this to Beyond four hundred a little bit. So what I kind of love about them is the PlayStation One was built built out of this kind of scorned relationship mm-hmm. of them being like, you know, I'm going to be single and I'm going to go do crazy things. I'm going to go <laughs> hook up with third parties at the bar and be sultry. 
Uh, and Nintendo was just like, no, you don't do that. And they went off in different directions. And the N64 started their sort of downward spiral of their systems selling worse and worse, which up peaked with the Wii and then dipped again with the Wii U. And Sony uh, just got bigger and bigger and bigger. So yeah. it's a really amazing well, story. But this is the bridge. This is the actual physical if this thing. This is real. This is yeah, super exciting. Yeah, like no one knows. It, it looks very real. This like, seems the legit. Dude, like this looks like there. We we have old images from like an old issue of EGM. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. like. I think old patent records or something like people. Have, this isn't like a. This isn't like some kind of like fantasy object that somebody's just kit bashed to, to make right, to, right. for Reddit. Karma and and or he has a video that he showed where it's like it looks pretty legit. Uh, so where did he claim he weird, found it? So that's the thing. His story is. My dad worked for a company. Apparently, one of the guys he used to work with, I think his name was Olaf, used to work at Nintendo. Yeah. And this when my was... dad's company went bankrupt, my dad found it in a box of junk he was supposed to throw so out. So he doesn't know enough about his dad's old employers. Um, he should really know more about this. But that's Olaf yes. Olafsson, who used to be working for uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment, which is what eventually turned into Sony Computer Entertainment. Right. Um, Interesting. And it basically, he was this, apparently this, like, Olaf Olafsson was a, like a 35-year-old physicist who had published several novels and was for whatever reason working as a businessman with Sony. Yeah. And um I guess this guy's dad was a uh, was I think either in like he either IT or was a janitor or whatever and he just like stumbled was, upon this thing. Basically told at one point like hey, we're throwing out a bunch of crap. Go take care of it. And he goes into some room and there's just this crazy prototype sitting there mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Eh, I'm going to steal it." And which, the interesting which, thing is which, like this you know, guy which happens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy can't find the power cable he says, which is weird cuz it looks like it's just a standard cable. Um and he also can't identify the cartridge that's in it. Um but we'll see. I mean, because all it's a very convenient story because those specs are out there and this matches it so closely, people are like, "Well, it's not like impossible that you could 3D print approximations of it and yeah. make it like it remains to be seen if this is legit I, it doesn't look it, well it doesn't look like sort of it looks cheap, really good it doesn't look fake. cheaply 3d printed yeah. yeah like i've seen 3d printed stuff that looks amazing but it doesn't have that sort of layer cake look to it or that kind of brush sandstone and this look has like the faded coloring stuff. that has the yellowing that, oh, that yeah. SNES yeah. Gets, which yeah. is a really awesome tip off because anybody who owned a, a super nintendo or a ps1 knew that after mm-hmm. 10 or 15 years it becomes they, like urine soaked color and, and yeah. different different intervals too yeah, like totally. the top half is yellow but the bottom half is gray i don't know why it doesn't make any sense to yeah, yeah. Right. so I mean, we'll see. I would love if someone can authenticate this. Like, I'm. I, this would be an incredible find. Like, if this is legit, he'll probably sell this on eBay for like twenty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, or on oh, sixty four oh, yeah. will like you know try yeah. to like kickstart being able to purchase this. So yeah, exactly. there's a, there's a guy we've had on. I want you all to look up his work. Uh, there's a guy we've had on the show named Stephen P. Lynn that mm-hmm. works for or worked for Zynga. I think he still does, right? And he's a huge collector, and he's been collecting old school video game stuff for years. And he was the guy like when Nintendo had their World Chan- Championships at at E three just now. He was tweeting at the guy who won the trophy because he was kind of like, hey, I want that, you know? Yeah. I He's mean, like, like really friendly or really nice Slugworth. And now I say that in the nice, <laughs> nice way. Super awesome guy. But he's like, he's the kind of guy that I think would be perfect to hunt this down because he would yeah. archive it. He would take Or like care Frank Cefaldi or one of those yeah. guys. Totally. Like, so, totally. so many like, reali- incredible stories. The reality is, is that like this game, whatever's in there, is probably not a finished game. No. And it's probably some weird prototype. I think our 10 year old brains are like, oh, it's probably Mario versus Crash Bandicoot. But it's like nothing like that was ever. Uh, I love it. That, like, that's exactly why I was like, what if it's like, what if it's something like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mario versus Crash even just Racing. That image, even if though, it's just like, like a weird different 3D Mario. Or oh something. yeah, yeah, like, totally. Even that image of the SNES controller or the Super Famicom controller with PlayStation on it's it so is weird. so yeah. weird. It's well, it's because cool it, to see. it really what's fascinating to me is that um, like if you if you went back in time to that exact point and that you did everything you could to make amends between those companies and you created that hybrid console together and forever in video game history those two forces joined. 
you would have a completely different video game universe right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, completely different. And it's like, you, you wonder how big that monopoly would be because Nintendo was, was originally sort of kicked aback by Sony and then that kind of gave an entryway for Microsoft to step in. And it also, like, around the same time, that's when we saw the, the 3DO and the Philips CDI and all Jaguar. these, yeah. everyone and their mother made a console and they all they all failed invariably one by one. But then Nintendo N sixty four went on to sell a lot, and the PS one well, went on to sell like four times yeah, more than that. The, C, the CDI was that was the that was Phillips, right? Yeah, that was the one that Nintendo partnered with. Kind of that they, they were, did they, partner with. They, yeah. yeah, they were basically double dipping. That was yep. their like the result of they that were like, partnership. Well, we don't need you, Sony. We've got a date to this party. Well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah such hits as Hotel Mario and yeah. what the <laughs> is wrong with Link's face? Yeah, the, the result <laughs> of that partnership <laughs> were were three of the worst. First, our first party branded Nintendo games ever made. Obviously, like we had, you know, uh, Wand of Gamelon starting. It was just like <laughs> this bad <laughs> Legend of Zelda. But I mean, we almost got we almost got like a PlayStation Legend of Zelda. But I yep. like maybe it would have been Wand of Gamelon. Like, <laughs> every time you say that, I'm just hearing Wanda Gamelon. <laughs> You're just picturing Wanda Sykes. Like, in, my like, name's a Wanda Gamelon. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is cool if it's real. Uh, yeah. We'll yeah. see what happens. Cool. Um, uh, Journey PS4 release date uh, was. Outed has now been confirmed as of this morning, uh, July 21st. Um, this is just a quick one, but it's really exciting to me to see Journey on PS4. I played like 10 seconds of a D3, but yeah, it's, um, it's gorgeous. It looks so good, and like I'm so ready to play it again. Yeah. And what's cool is if you bought it on PS3, it's just free. Yeah, like, yeah that's it's just nuts. Cross-fi. It's totally nuts. Well, I mean, when you think about how big PS4 has been, how big the install base is already, and how many people came over from 360, like there are probably a lot of people who have never played this. That's true. And so if, if you just got a PS4 and didn't own a PS3, like you absolutely have yeah. to play Journey. You know what's going to be really interesting is the wave of people who've had this game just hyped up so much for them. Sure. And they maybe don't know what to expect and they're yeah. going to jump in on that and I feel like we're going to get this kind of deluge of like weird sort of apologetic disappointment from people who are like yeah. I've heard so much about this. Some of you have said it was the game of the generation. I mean yeah. we yeah. almost voted a game of the year here at IGN. Yeah. Uh, walk, did what one? Oh it did win. No, yeah, it Journey, did win. Journey, Journey, Journey won. Journey won. Yes. It was neck and neck with Walking Dead with season walking, one. It was like Journey and then like two votes below was Walking Dead and like five votes below that was Dishonored. God did we get dumped that year or something? Like yeah. I just love that it's like what are, you, what are the best games? The one about the Scarves and the exploration <laughs> yeah. of yourself, but with secret friendship. Oh, we got I mean, or the one about sadness and feelings. We got a ton of. of did uh, Call of Duty not come out that year or something? <laughs> like, Call of Duty rarely. Did Santa skip our house and we didn't get any fun games? Call of Duty rarely gets in our like our, our rankings for Game of the Year. I mean, it's it does a lot right in multiplayer and stuff like that. But did Game of the Mo- Year that did year Call of Duty Four? Did Modern Warfare One? Because that was the one that would have right. Um, I'm sure it was possibly, I think it got close. Yeah. yeah. No, but I remember the year where it was like Journey and Walking Dead, and we were just like, wow, these two like kind of like indie darlings are neck and neck against games against that Dishonored were, and like yeah, all these big, huge. Yeah. Uh, was Bioshock in there? Infinite? Was no, that Infinite that was the year after. The year so this after? was 2012, which was what were the other games? So 2011 was like Skyrim and Batman and Uncharted Dark Three Souls. and all yeah. that. 2012. Uh, so those two. Dishonored. I know was Dishonored was in Cry Three. No, Far Cry 3 was um, December of the year before. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Journey is an incredible experience. Uh, I don't think it's an amazing game. Like, And I, I hate you, saying I that. We've amazing, had this yeah. before. You are You nuts. can jump, though, idiot. Yeah, it's a game. Chirp. You can chirp. You can chirp. You can chirp. You, if you, you get on really the, you collect stuff and unlock a new outfit, it's a game. You, get the you have white to collect rope. stuff to jump. You the have to collect stuff to get. It's called a power-up. You can't jump unless you collect stuff. 
That's the way. They Welcome can. to video games. Yeah. Oh, really? Video you games. Can't where jump you can... unless you collect stuff. It's a Metroidvania. Every video game has a jump button that you or you or don't have to earn. But you get better jumps. Hey, I feel like this is you make this argument like out of spite or out of some weird place. Like you're the last person to ever say a video game needs X, Y, and Z to be a video no, game. No, I don't actually. I don't actually care. But Max is right. And I love we're... baiting you. Because <laughs> like you're you, you're right in that a lot of people are going to play this this game for the first time and be like. A, that was two hours long, and B, that was kind of like a really gorgeous interactive screensaver where you mostly press up. That sounds like a Terrence Malick movie, which is perfect. That's yeah. fine, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're like one of those guys that's like gameplay is key, like it's not it's not for that. Like you have to go in with those expectations. But that's why the medium's evolving, right? That's why something like Gone Home or any game that technically you have that is it a game, is it not a game debate? Like it doesn't matter. It's the experience. It's like what like right, you the emotional an resonance of that story. It. But I think that is still a game, right? Like I, yeah, anything interactive that gives you any kind of feeling. You know why you know why we call it a game though? Because it's faster to say game than interactive experience. That's true. And it's like it's a lot of syllables. We're all gonna die pretty soon, so we should probably you <laughs> know, soon? Make, every second counts. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's you know, depending on what we do with our bodies. Hey, we're, we're flying to a <laughs> we're flying to a comic book convention tomorrow. I'm having don't a tell kombucha. Okay, <laughs> you're having raw synergy right now. Yeah, having raw sewage. Uh, <laughs> speaking of dying soon, uh, the uh, first details Spoilers. of Telltale's Minecraft story mode were revealed at Minecon over yeah. the weekend. Um, I am not a Minecraft guy at all. This is actually super exciting to me. It's uh, inspired by, like, 80s movies. Uh, Goonies, specifically. Yeah, and so, like, a lot of the cast is from the Goonies. Yep. Um, Paul Rubens, which you, who you may know as Pee-wee, is yeah, in it. Yeah, famous um, Goonies character. Paul yes, the, exactly. Also, weird man uh, from Blow. Yeah, and uh, wasn't he Penguin's dad? He was Penguin's Batman dad in Batman yeah. Returns. That's, That's so right. Crazy. He threw that little boy in the river. And he also but, did a, he did a, he did a, a Gold Farm Quickie in a movie theater once and got in trouble. <laughs> wow! Okay! <laughs> it's called a Quickie with Andrew, not a Gold Farm Quickie. <laughs> he was uh, he was seeing the film on Baker's house. <laughs> I like how that was the correction I made, by the way. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, so, one thing I think is interesting about this is it is a story in the Minecraft universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Pat Oswalt's the main character. Ashley Johnson seems to be the female lead. Yep. But what I like about it is it's not the story of Steve, which is like that Minecraft character you see yeah. everywhere. It is just a cool story. They're not calling it the story of Minecraft or anything, which uh, to me is really interesting because I wonder what that means for like if there's a season two of this, does that mean it follows the same character or do they do yet another story somewhere else in the Minecraft universe? Um, I think it's a cool idea to add story to a place that has basically none. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think like that universe, is the, the art style is really cool. Um, I think everything about it looks actually really interesting and very telltale. I think yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 fascinating that they're adding story to something that I think a lot of like people infer their own story to. Like a lot of children play Minecraft and they go, "This is my house. This is my yeah. town. This is my world." You know, it's kind of it's sort of what they what the Lego Movie did in yeah, a way totally. that a bunch of children play with Legos and adults play with Legos. I have Legos. Uh, I'm not really an adult, but putting it all together and creating a story out of it, they kind of did that with the Lego Movie, and I think it makes sense. So. Um, where I'm more interested in where this goes is that sort of the telltale storytelling of branching paths and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, that's that's where it starts to get a little more interesting. I think that there's going to be some hesitance from the Minecraft audience that is used to the building aspect. I think that um, Minecraft is an open world game and telltale games are sort of like plays where they're like the opposite of that yeah the yeah. opposite and yeah. telltale games you can kind of you can walk to the edge of the stage in every in every area and be like this is where it stops and you don't really have that in minecraft yeah. except for the, the end I, of the ocean you know yeah, yeah. I, wor- I worry if this is just totally missing the point like i mean 
But I'm, I, think I'm, I never get into Minecraft, but I like I kind of get the whole like, hey, it's exploration yeah. and creativity and totally like open ended. And but like, I, I think that's is... the idea, right? This is like a Minecraft for you and me. Like, this yeah. is like Minecraft for people who don't like Minecraft. I don't think they're expecting the eight year old kids who have made Minecraft yeah, the billion dollar franchise it is to come to this. Right. I think they're expecting the people who aren't playing Minecraft to care more about the brand. So then, why yeah. is it a Minecraft? game i guess i just that's the thing is like i'd I'd be just as keen on playing like a brand i mean obviously like you get something like minecraft and that's going to attract a budget and names like Patton oswalt and you know yeah and i just i don't know it it feels like it's kind of like trying to prove a point rather than i mean mean, like it it might totally blow everybody the reason is because you start off in the lead already you immediately start off knowing people are going to buy this just because of the name minecraft yeah um, but I think yeah. it's interesting. It reminds me, it's a much more extreme version of, I think, their relationship with Borderlands. Because Borderlands, yeah, it's known for its story, but it's primarily a game where the verb is to pull the trigger to shoot and have numbers come up and continue to get new gear. Whereas that is not, absolutely not what Tales from the Borderlands is about right. whatsoever. Right. Um, yeah. And I'm not a huge Borderlands fan, but I adore Tales from the Borderlands. Mm-hmm. And so I think like the way I feel about that now, I'm like, all right, I trust you yeah, guys I mean, in this yeah. world let's Different, see what happens differences though is there there is an established world there you know like there yeah. is the borderlands does have an incredibly fleshed out universe with a like, very distinct tone and everything that yeah so many people i've like i've talked to have been like yeah i mean the game i'm, I'm whatever about the gameplay but i like the i like the sense of humor mm-hmm. i like the universe i like the you know the, the characters and stuff it's like minecraft you're they're kind of they're kind of starting fresh here and it's like that's the thing is they're going after this very like they're going after a bunch of old people they're being like oh it's the goonies yeah, got a bunch of got got Pee Wee Hermans in there, and it's like Minecraft eight year olds. Like, are they gonna? They don't. So I actually I don't see it that way. I kind of see it as th- when when somebody makes and Pixar is really good at this. When somebody makes something that works for both children and mm-hmm. adults, where a kid is playing it and he's just like, these characters are goofy, and is hey, is that Ratatouille? That's really cute. Uh, and then you're an adult sitting there going like, man, they're kind of evoking the Goonies here, which is like a, something that I yeah. Grew and up I think on. Lego Movie did it well too. Totally. Yeah, and totally. I think that's well, so I remember, like, like the cool thing about the Lego Movie. Did you guys see it in theaters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you remember? Did you notice that there was a great divide in laughter in that movie where there was a joke for children that was like slapsticky, mm-hmm. and there was a joke for an adults that you heard all the deeper laughs in yep. the room, totally. and it was yeah. constantly ping ponging. And I'm like, that's good writing. Well, you know? so yesterday, uh, Ben Kuchera from Polygon wrote this article about playing Telltale games with his kids, which is really interesting because The Walking Dead is obviously like super mature and like there's like awful gore and stuff that happens in that game I thought I find this really interesting because like think of it as like the dad can play it and the kid who loves Minecraft can sit with his dad and watch yeah. him play yeah. it Steve and there's nothing those kids Parra yeah. can play this with exactly yeah, yeah. That's, and that's like also I think yeah. in yeah. that way it's really cool that it is part of this brand because it can just be like a nostalgic like 80s themed adventure game which is like right up a lot of like older people's alley yeah but their kids are still maybe, gonna love to watch it mm-hmm. yeah maybe that's why it's going over my head here is because I'm 28 years old and I don't have a kid you're you know? right like, I am I am yeah. right in, and that is a really weird sensation to have as a yeah. as a gamer yeah because like when have they made a game that is for children and for dads but totally skipping that like the I mean, key 18 to 35 right? like like that yeah. is that is ducking the most obvious the the traditional demographic which well, is yeah, kind I, of like which is cool. in that way yeah. it's really cool that's yeah. crazy and that's why i like that huh. like telltale is like a million games right now they announced a marvel game that's far away they have their new ip they still have game of thrones they still have you know, the uh, walking dead coming. they still yeah. have borderlands oh, yeah, yeah that michonne spinoff Jeez. like they have the wolf among us could get a new season we don't know game like, thrones, they, like, yeah, like yeah, there so are a million things going on um what I like about this is that it's not just like replace the art style. Now it's Minecraft blocks. Like I think it does fill a gap that they don't have, and it's exactly that. This is the family friendly Telltale game, basically, which I think mm-hmm. is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so haven't it. really done since Monkey Island and like Back to the Future, <laughs> yeah. kind of like, like so what, those things. So what we do know is that this game was in development with Mojang before the Microsoft mm-hmm. deal was in yes. place. Yes, yeah, and it's coming obviously to PlayStation to everything, which means that Microsoft will 
Will, will they publish it? No, Telltale will publish. They're they're licensing the IP to Telltale, but it's yeah. fully a Microsoft Telltale. So his name will be in the credits when it, you play this on. In this, exactly. Because Microsoft, we know, paid what? what how much was it? $2 for billion. $2 billion yeah. Dollars yeah. for the Minecraft license, which obviously they're going to start recouping off of but it's like, merchandising and all that Borderlands stuff. is no different, though, right? Like, Borderlands is still published by Telltale, just that Gearbox licenses that IP to Telltale. So it's like a Gearbox Yeah, but world, Gearbox but and still... Sony aren't mortal enemies in the eyes of... Um, well, that, so it's, but it's really interesting you said that, right? So this came from Minecon. That's where this news was announced. And one of the things that was really cool was that there was literally a Microsoft booth at Minecon, but in one of the areas, there was a PlayStation area where you could play Minecraft on PS3 and you could play on PlayStation consoles. And I think that sends home the message loud and clear that, like, yes, Microsoft acquired this brand, but it is not going to be, like, it's not going to be that shady, like, 90s, 2000s things where it's like, oh, like, you could play it on PlayStation, but on Xbox, you get this much more. Like, no, they're treating it as they should, which yeah. is the uh, biggest I a, brand. I have a feeling on Xbox you'll get this much more. I, I don't think I mean, they'll I, really? I honestly I don't, don't know I don't that you will so. do. I think that would be a bad move on the their PC version like... right now. Like they just announced a Windows 10 version. The PC version is the lead version, but it always has been. And like right. Microsoft has always had dominance in like because they make the operating system that most people use. Like well, obviously there are, the Windows there's, there's a, I mean, be I play Minecraft. There's a tons of there's a ton of exclusive stuff on the Xbox 360 version. There's like Master Chief skins and and a whole bunch of things like that. Well, you know? sure, but there's also a Sackboy skin that you can only get on PS3. Like I mean, like that that goes both ways, right? Like I don't know. I think this might be the one brand that is so big that it transcends that. I mean, and it's like I'm not ruling out Minecraft two someday only for Xbox or you, something, but that would be that would be yeah, crazy. That would you be see, well, you see a thing that happen with with something that's that is as big as, as stuff like this. I mean, Apple did this with with Microsoft products where they were right. like, we can bash our heads against trying to make proprietary like Office software, but the standard is always going to be Microsoft Office, so mm-hmm. we might as well just bite the bullet and let that come over to our platform. Yeah, yeah, and um, even Blu-ray discs, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like the Xbox One is still using Blu-ray, and it's like, yeah, only a tiny portion goes to sony but it's still like a weird crossover thing like i don't know i think minecraft as a brand microsoft because they spent two billion dollars on it isn't short-sighted enough to try and neuter you know try and cut away half the audience i think they they're smart enough to know that they can make more money off of putting it on other platforms exactly because i think that i don't i mean first of all we don't know how a minecraft 2 would even work because it's like Lego too. This time it's spheres and they don't stack. (laughs) (laughs) It's a ball pit. You can only mine, no crafting. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, it, it does have the probably the best voice cast ever assembled. Yeah. Um, crazy. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of cautiously optimistic for it. Like I said, I'm a, I'm I probably played more mine. I definitely played more Minecraft than anybody in this room. Um, yeah, I'm really big into it. Although it's one of those things I kind of dip in and out of. But uh, this is different, and I think that if this even sells to one percent of the people that might play Minecraft, it will still be the best-selling Telltale game. That's yeah. the crazy so. thing, right? Yeah, I think it. I mean, it remains to be seen. I, you know, when I see a lot of those trailers for Telltale games, like you kind of never know. Yeah. Um, and obviously, even the best, even like Walking Dead season one, which is like probably their most, even among everything else, it might be their most critically acclaimed. Still, like even that had a misstep. I think most people didn't like episode four. Um, I think like they've had, they've had hit or miss episodes here and there so it's just like you never know until the series completes I, I, I really want them to just be there where and I'm I'm sure they do too where it's like they've they're like hey we're interactive comic books basically mm-hmm. or they're yeah. like interactive TV shows you know like and it's we're like clearly they are massive trendsetters because like Walking Dead did do as well as it did and it basically blew everyone away yeah. and you're seeing other, you know, massive publishers kind of aping that, like mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, Life is Strange, stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And I think that the episodic format is really, it is such a, it is such a, like a kind of distant, like distant goal that everyone's kind of going after, and we're not there yet because the turnaround time, like they haven't found that kind of balancing point of like, you know, how much content do you put in this, 
Uh, how many moving parts does it have? How do you how do you like stress test or QA test? Stuff I mean, like yeah, that? The, the two yeah. main issues holding them back, and a lot of people are experimenting with uh, episodic content now. Like, I mean, they just did it for Revelations too. Like, Capcom took yeah. Resident Evil, which is one of their flagship franchises, and they said, "Let's split this up into multiple episodes over a couple weeks," you know, to varying results. Mm-hmm. But Telltale's biggest issues are one, its engine, which I feel is constantly showing its age uh it is Especially something on pc, on PC it's People something lose it, saves and... uh, on vita it's, it was a slideshow to play most of yeah. walking dead season two and it's something that they they put on every single platform so whatever they build have to has to stretch from everything from iphones to ps4s yep. to pcs mm-hmm. and everything like that and number two is that there is no frequency to their episodic yep. content. That's like, the thing. It's it like, like, it reminds playing, me of... Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if I start playing episode one of Minecraft, they go, this is awesome. I go, when's episode two? And they're like, September. And I'm like, cool. And then it's like, nah, it's in November. Yeah. And, and you like, made well, that point the other January. day. Imagine if HBO like premiere, it's like season six, Game of Thrones. And yep. They play the first episode. And then like... Two months later. Two months second. later, well, that, episode yeah, there two. Was that that Rider Strike season of Lost was like that. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Here's two episodes. We're taking a month off. It's yeah. like, and it kind of show. And you know what sucks is like a lot of people, and I did this with, with season two of Walking Dead. I got so fed up. I said, I'll wait until the whole thing's that's done. That's how I feel about yep. Game of Thrones. And, and I'm going to yeah. marathon yeah. it. That's right. Game of Thrones too. Like Game of Thrones, I'm not going to I'm not gonna that's, touch that until it's ready. And that's why I only played the first episode of Wolf Among Us because there was such a huge gap. It just... I don't know. I think Telltale has a lot to figure out, especially as they get bigger, because yeah. they're spreading themselves thinner and thinner the more projects they have. Yeah. Um, well, but so far, the quality bar has still been really high. Yeah. What I think is, is interesting is that we're seeing this, like, I mean, we, we do see this with, like, writer strikes for TV and stuff. Um, I'm, I try to follow comics to a certain degree. Like, I try to, I, I read a lot of image comics because they are, I don't have to pick up five issues to figure out what one character's doing on, like, right. certain superhero stuff. Uh, but because image is, like, frequently indie or kind of, like, you know, more, you, you know, it'll be like a two a two person team or whatever. They will take hiatuses, you know, and I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna read Saga, and I'll pick up three issues, and then they'll take like a six month break, and yep. I will forget what has happened. Yeah, that's the yeah. issue. And I that's really wish issue. that like, and it's it's the thing is like we're we're at a point where distribution is more. I feel like like digital distribution is like more of a stable like platform than you know it ever has been or ever anything ever has been like you don't have to mail a pile of comics to a shop someplace. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're still trying to do that to keep up with it, but like in the case of Telltale Games, like. Like the the kind of the ecosystem is there. Like the the ability to get their their yep. content out there yep. is is stable. It's right there. It's just a matter of getting their stuff ready yeah. on their end. I mean, you almost want them to like sit on episodes that's for a exactly, while. That's exactly yeah. what, yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. Capcom did with yeah. Re- with Resident yeah. Evil. Because right. obviously that game was done because they came out I think every week. Right. Yeah. So obviously it's like the Marvel game that got announced. It's like when are we even going to see that? You yeah. know, it's like. I don't know. It's like we've had this conversation on the podcast already about like announcing games too soon, and yeah. it's just like wait, wait. It's they like, announced wait. they announced uh, Fables and Walking Dead at the same and event. King's Quest, and King's Quest, which, which yeah. never wow. yeah. came out, yeah. Yeah. which is now Activision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Weird. yeah that's I, I'm very much like when it comes to TV, I want to be caught up because I want to like after the day after a Game of Thrones episode, everyone comes in and talks about it, and I want to be able to do that. But when it comes to other things, like com- like you were saying with comics, like I didn't read Ex Machina or Why the Last Man or Preacher mm-hmm. until they were done. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like I can read all of it now. Yep. Yeah, I was yep. I was always big on the kind of trade paperback thing mm-hmm. of just like oh it, you're ready for me? Okay, cool. I can buy the entire thing at once. Yeah. Or even for like Walking Dead, which is still ongoing, you can buy that crazy compendium that's oh, like the that's first like, like eighty four yeah. issues yeah. or whatever, which gives you that whole first like series of arcs basically. Mm-hmm. Like that's the way I think like it just makes more sense. Fun fact, right around issue, I think it was around early hundreds, around the same time that the TV shows started taking off and they announced the they announced the game, uh, Robert Kirkman just like checked out for like a few months and was just going off. To, and he was also like, I think he was in charge of Image at the time or had some high up position, but he just like, 
he just kind of spread himself thin. He had other stuff to do. And it's right. like, that's totally up to him. That's totally his is right. But it also really sucks as somebody consuming one kind of thread of mm-hmm. this right. universe yeah. or something, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think I, we all agree. Like, I, I would rather see them finish five episodes of Minecraft and release them one month after another. That'd be awesome. I mean, that'd be amazing cool. to just yep. be like, and just we could come in and talk about them. You yep. know, like, and it wouldn't even even if it was two months or three months, whatever it was, if it was just consistent, consistent. it would be fine. That's exactly like it. it doesn't even have to be like it's not even like they need to come out more often. It's yep. just like let it. Especially let it feels me like, know. Hey, the first Tuesday of every other month. Exactly, is coming out, which that is would great. be great yeah. because yeah. we're not we're not consuming this stuff in a vacuum. Like I'm going home and I'm watching seven other TV shows and 15 movies and yes. reading them. And I come back into work and all of a sudden I'm like. Wait, what? What did the wolf guy do at the end of the exactly? Movie? And, yeah. and we, it it makes you understand, right? Like it's like, yeah, the next Avengers movie is like four years away or whatever. But it's like I'm pretty sure I'm going to be yeah. caught up and fine, you right. know? Because I know it's coming. You know, yeah. what else is worth considering is like we, you know, we have them doing more mature properties and stuff. But for Minecraft, like if this is a game that is targeting little kids and they're playing it with their with their folks or whatever, how are they going to manage to kind of keep them? keep their attention because like remember when you're a kid and you, you mail away for something and it's like oh it's going to take like you know f- four to six weeks and you forget you ordered it and it yeah. shows up and you're like you're you're a foot taller and you're like whoa i don't are this these sunglasses from yeah. honey nut cheerios they sure are like i, I never <laughs> i ordered these when i was much younger you know yeah. but like time is time is slower when you're a kid yeah they, that's one of those i think they they really need to like be hitting their because if you play episode one with your dad and then you're and you're like eight and then episode two comes out when you're 13 like yeah. it's like a very different uh different situation whole five year <laughs> yep um okay i did exactly what i said we we're gonna do uh we'll try and go through these last two pretty quick uh real quick Van- uh of ethan carter yeah. is coming on july 15th yeah. uh you reviewed the pc version i did i loved it um it's a uh for lack of a better term a walking simulator uh it has more sort of puzzle oh, yeah, he can say aspects. that is this, a, is this the chinese room the uh no this was the astronauts yeah. it was it's okay. the former people can fly they worked on uh, oh, here's okay. a war judgment and bullet storm yep um <laughs> please always say it like that <laughs> bullet storm no it was i said bullet and then i had to think of i was like bullet born Bullet battle storm. Bullet baby. Former, battle bullet. Former people can fly. Sounds like such a sad job title. So normal people. I used to be. We're regular people now. Uh, but it's it's possibly the most gorgeous game I've ever played. Wow. Especially on really? PC. It is like flat out gorgeous. Uh, we haven't seen what the PS4 version looks like. I imagine it's going to be close to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It has a really good story. Uh, really good writing. Uh, you're sort of a detective trying to solve uh, this uh, boy who went missing. And it has these cool You're paranormal because it's in Wisconsin. It takes place in Wisconsin, but it doesn't really look like Wisconsin. There's like mountains. I was like, I don't remember mountains. <laughs> I drank a lot recently, but I don't remember mountains. There was mountains the, the, was Wis- the Wisconsin mountains. Don't the, you remember oh, yeah. them? <laughs> the Wisconsin mountains. That's the name of the popular sports team there, the Wisconsin <laughs> the mountains. mountains. The mountain packers. The rivals with the Colorado Ronkies. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, this is really, you know, everyone, obviously, uh, the PS4's lineup of exclusives is a little bit slim this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of things like uh, Journey and God of War and Uncharted, like things we've already you know played before. Um, less less than Myriad. Less than Myriad. What is two less <laughs> as than Colin, Myriad? As Colin would say. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this game is really great. Uh, I feel like 2015, games. aka 2012 HD. Uh, <laughs> wait, that sounds like that, sounds like that awful. Uh, what was that that Cusack movie? Was that 2012? Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. 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 That was not a huge fight in the put your ass in the at the end, and it's just. <laughs> yep. I don't remember that movie yeah. that well. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll have a full review uh, next week. But check that game out because it is cool, and it's gonna be downloadable. I imagine it's gonna be twenty. It was twenty bucks on PC. I think. Yeah. Probably about the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in. Um, cool. And then last thing uh, at Anime Expo this weekend. Oh. 
Uh, Inufune announced yet another game. Uh, or concept, I should say, announced another new game. Uh, once again, a uh, spiritual successor to one of their, you know, one of Inafune's classic he's the uh, Mega brands. Man. He's the Mega Man man. He is the Mega Man man, who you may know from Money Number 9. Uh, this weekend, he launched a Kickstarter for Red Ash, the indelible legend, <laughs> which uh, appears to be kind of a spiritual successor to Mega Man Legends. It doesn't appear to be. It is straight up. It is straight up, up yeah. yeah. And it's that team. Yeah, which is it really is that team. So yeah. is it, I want to clarify something. This is this is totally like an original concept. This isn't based on anything, though. Right? Well, no. 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 It's, it's not Mega Man Legends. It's like the same way as Mighty Number no. 9. Right, yeah. no, no. I mean, yes. I get that. But it's, well, I, I sort of kind it's of It's kind of like, how yeah, magic well, stars are based on Lucky Charms. No, no, but okay. here's the interesting thing. So it isn't yet, but... So in addition to launching the $800,000 Kickstarter for the game, they launched a separate $150,000 Kickstarter for an anime series. Okay, that's, the same that's what tripped me up because yeah. I was like, I don't so it's two, know every anime. It's so two concurrent sure campaigns, was... and they'll do an anime series if that one gets funded. Right. That will flesh out this world a little bit. I, uh, I'm, so, I'm so tired of like of – Big Kickstarters, you know. Yeah, it's especially a little I'll disappointing s- because Mighty Number no. Nine isn't even out yet. Yeah, you know, like so we don't know. It's coming out soon. Yeah. It's coming out yeah. in a couple months, uh, and it, everything we've seen so far is cool, but we don't know if it's going to be. It's also, yeah, it's also weird because the Kickstarter rewards for Mighty Number no. Nine haven't been delivered yet. Which hey, is but more you know what the best part of being a video gamer is announcements. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah, loves I mean, announcements. Yeah. We got more announcements. Well, and it's, it's confusing, right? We were talking about this the other day, like Inafune, kind of like we were just saying with Telltale, like. He, you know, Mighty Number no. Nine, and then uh, Recore was announced D three, yep. which looks really yep. cool. Yep. And then now this game, and it's worth noting those are all Concept, which is his company, yeah, but they're also not the studio that did Soul Sacrifice. Yes. yes, but they're also not necessarily him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like this is in partnership with a studio four degree C, um, or four C. I don't know how you say that. And then uh, Armature is partnering with um, on Recore with yeah, Concept. Right. The so X Armature is former retro guys. Prime guys. They did um. They haven't really gotten to like flex their muscles a lot. They did uh, a Batman, Batman Arkham Vita. Origins Blackgate yeah. for Vita, yeah. They're right, and they've done some ports and stuff, but they're not. I mean, I think that's their first like big original world. Yeah. To that's my gotta knowledge, it's got to be. I f- I feel like there are tons of studios out there that are just full of like really talented people with really cool ideas, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, there's just been something in the way of them. Yeah, like, I mean, it's paying the bills. That's yeah, what, yeah. That's yeah. what's usually in the way. No, like, uh, Arkham yeah, Origins yeah. Uh, Blackgate did like that reviewed horribly. What was a really cool idea? No, it reviewed like a, it reviewed yeah. decently. Was it? Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was like fives. Okay. It was it was yeah. um it was kind of like it was kind of a dupe. It wasn't what people. It wasn't what Arkham fans wanted and it wasn't what Metroidvania fans wanted it like yeah. it was neither it was neither a good version of those things yeah. I remember when they announced it we were all because in our heads out. were like yeah. oh this is going to be a Metroidvania this is going to be yeah. like Mark of the Ninja but you're back it's a, yeah. it's yeah. a g- great idea on paper really yep. great yep. idea on paper just like playing it wasn't very fun yeah. um, and it wasn't too pretty uh, Recore looks really interesting but it's also an Xbox exclusive so I mean you can <laughs> go off on this podcast. toilet flush <laughs> noise I'm kidding <laughs> I'm kidding no it's I also like, like, like literally one episode ago in the timeline is Marty being like oh I ended the console wars yeah uh, <laughs> um, yeah so I don't know I mean the, I think I think that Inafune is kind of in that uh, Miyamoto-esque mentor thing now where mm-hmm. he can kind of just walk in and flip over the tea table type of thing. He just draws yeah. like a robot dog on something and everyone's like, what's that? And he's like, I don't know. And they just yeah. make him a check yeah. and he's I like, mean, yeah, Recore. So that being said, the thing we're glossing over is, I don't know if you guys have played Mega Man Legends, yeah. but it's, I love it. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Like, it's I think it's it awesome. Is, I think it's, it's probably the closest thing on the PS1 to an Ocarina of Time-esque game. It's like very, it's more RPG-ish than that, mm-hmm. but I think in it. it Worked a lot better than a lot of classic 8 bit games did in their jump to 3D. Yeah. Like it's yeah. worked a lot better than any Castlevania game ever has. So I agree, and it's why I'm curious to see. Oh, that's for sure. The problem is, like, I, I look at these characters in this world, and at least ju- this is totally just me, subjective, but I am just not interested in really. Really? Like, I'm I don't like those around. designs. Like, I'm. 
I love them. It is so yeah. early that like I want to see more. So, but yeah, they should have definitely kept this kind of pitch in the oven longer. I think because yeah. they have like a really sketchy animatic for this, and they're yeah, like, right. "Here's what it's sort of gonna lo- look like," kind of you know, and it's like. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's interesting too. Like, how much are they able to pull from the failed Mega Man Legends three 3DS game? Yeah, because that got killed completely. Oh, that got right. killed. That was the one with that weird like, trailer. It was like the. It wasn't that the weird like live action trailer. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, right. Stuff, they were yeah. making that, and they, yeah. they 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 started re-promoting all the old Mega Man games at at the same yeah. time. Yeah. That was back when oh, Mega God. Man still had a chance. That was back yeah. when somebody at Capcom was just like, <laughs> "Let's piss off some fans." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was uh, that like 20, 2009, 2010? No, I was in the industry. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical. Oh, I'm, I'm skeptical about this because Mighty Number no. Nine was a really gorgeous game a year ago, and sort of mid development, it completely switched art direction, and that was kind of a bait and switch for everybody who backed the Kickstarter. Yeah, and they went, they went from like, so, like animated to like, yeah. And and Recore is something that we've seen an animated trailer for something that I believe will probably be a two D side scrolling game. Like, Whoa! No, I don't no think so. Way. I no. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's oh. going to be like a 2.5 D side scrolling game. Oh, did we see it at E3? I thought no. It people... was a tr- well, we the saw, trailers during the press conference, but there were appointments, weren't there? I think so. We, we saw a trailer. I don't know. I don't think it was. I don't. We I don't even know what kind of game it is. Yeah, we don't know anything. It's, about a, it. it's a recore. Yeah. <laughs> where you, you go record. How, do you, how are you going to record something in 2.5 dimensions? <laughs> Nobody it, knows what that means. Easily. Uh, you gotta, you got to get the core. No, you got to get in there. You got to take the core. You put it in another robot. You can't you do it record. from the front or the side. You got to do it all you around. Any it. way you want. You gotta, the the, the cores are round. Stop it. There's so many dimensions <laughs> on a sphere. So, yeah, we'll see. I thought there are no yeah, dimensions sure. on a sphere. Back another Kickstarter for another uh, game that isn't a yeah, real thing yet. Yeah. Played in three years. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of want to just start, I want to dust off my like fifth grade drawings of video game ideas and just be like, yeah, this one's about a guy with a hoverboard. <laughs> Give me money. Yeah. Here's my, I, yeah. Uh, my game Shenmue is... Shenmue 4. Yeah. Well, you, gotta, you gotta make a real game first and then your company has to tell you that you can't make a sequel to the next game and yep. then you go, well, we'll make our own and then you change everything about it and you, you know, give it a new dollar store name. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much what they do. Well, that was that was quickies with Andrew. 40, 40 minutes worth of quickies. Wow, with you Andrew. lasted a long time today, I, I, Andrew. <laughs> I lasted literally to the minute the exact amount of time I said we weren't going to take. Forty-five minutes. Yeah. Um, a lot of people would be happy with forty-five minutes with Andrew Goldfarb. Well, <laughs> I'm sick. Are you blushing? You blushing? You are really funny. red. Oh, look at you! Look wow. at you, little guy. All right. I'm so glad you're back. I know. So you I'm so happy to be here. strange little man. These big old cheeks. Those <laughs> <laughs> uh, rosy cheeks, you little boy. You're so happy. <laughs> Guys, you're the worst. Little red, red little boy. <laughs> I'm a boss here now. <laughs> that, is, that is true. You just sort of outrank. You are a boss. You are not my boss. Yeah. Uh, you do not outrank. Let's talk about Bagman. I don't know if you yep. outrank me. Bagman? Bagman. 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 <laughs> so Bagman, Arkham Knight. <laughs> Most people are finishing it. Um... If they are, I will not get into any spoilers, but there are uh, a couple endings for this game. Batman One, has a car. He does have a car. It's, it's a, a big old it's, car. It's a tank. It's a huge... It's it's there a lot. It really makes itself known that it's It looks like your stepbrother's CD player from the 90s. It's <laughs> yeah, so I'm, scary. I'm very... It's, yeah, right? It looks has like... There's the word Iowa on the side. No, it does kind of look like if you stack all the Sega systems. <laughs> <laughs> um... And it kind of controls like that, too. So uh, I think a lot of people have been asking for the Batmobile for a very long time. Mm-hmm. We finally got it, uh, and some would say they kind of put too much in uh, of it in there. I I'm kind of mixed on it. I think it's it's fine. Like it's not bad. It's not great. It sort of just exists. My issue with it is that there are almost no boss fights in Arkham Knight, and the ones that do exist, which are with people who should be you know 
awesome uh, opponents for you in hand-to-hand combat, which is something that the whole game cruxes around, turn to these like these Mario Kart battle mode levels where you're basically just running, driving around shooting turtle shells at mm-hmm. each other. Uh, <laughs> which is so frustrating. It's like, so weird. It's I haven't played this like almost at all. I played a little, yeah. or I watched a little at Marty's and I played like the E3 demo a year ago, but it's yeah. like, as someone who loved, like loved Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, like I don't have a, I just moved in, I, I'm finally about to get a TV and internet and I'll finally play this, but it's like, hearing that is so disappointing mm-hmm. to me. Well, you guys, I, play, you guys played Arkham Origins, right? Yeah, I played. I played up to like the ninth time you're on the bridge, and I. So gave up. Origins had those kind of amazing, like they were almost like Tekken style fights, where you would you would go up against uh, an opponent in this kind of arena, and it mm-hmm. was one on one, and every now and then they'd throw some other enemies in there. But it was hand to hand combat, and it felt kind of punch outy in that you had to like learn patterns and figure out weaknesses and stuff like that. All of that is gone in this game. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, you fight you know droves of enemies like usual, but they're just the kind of generic henchmen was, guys. Yeah, really disappointed by the fact that like I'm. I'm I'm kind of getting through it, and I'm realizing that, you know, given how much time I put into it, I probably should have fought a boss by now. And right. I, yep. I mean, Dan Stapleton put it, he, he was saying that, like, you know, the previous games they had, like, they had boss fights that were sort of cool. Some of them were really good, and then some of them were kind of dumb. Yeah. yeah. Kind of t- like the kind end of Arkham somewhere. Asylum, that's the only bad part of that game well, is, Joker the, is the end boss. Like super the Joker. Titan right. fights. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't actually wild about the the Killer Croc fight. I hated that. Oh, yeah, 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 when you're I running, hate... that's right. When you're yeah. running, like, yeah, towards like, the, the camera. Yeah, the Mr. Freeze fight is super cool. Totally, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the Poison Ivy fight was also pretty cool. Like, there's some cool stuff I mean, there's some good, and it's also, like, it's a big part of Bat. Like, what keeps Batman from just being, like, this weird, just this kind of bully, you know, yeah. like the fact that he's going up against people who are kind of his equals. And in this one, you're just fighting like, you're just fighting some soldiers, you know, like angry yeah. henchmen. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing is it, it kind of failed on the promise of what made Arkham Knight exciting to me, which is that at last year's E3, they talked about how like the, the Batmobile is just part of your arsenal. And it's like in the same way you would use explosive gel or the battering or anything else, this is a new tool in your tool belt. And just that Ace Chemicals level they showed, it was like, yeah, that. Seems awesome. Like, I can call my Batman build when I want to, but I can be Batman on foot when I want to. It seems great. But now hearing more about the final game, it seems like it's basically, like, required for, like, gigantic sections. Absolutely. And that's Um, disappointing. And actually, specifically, the second half of the game becomes way more Bat-Tank-oriented, which Mm. is kind of disappointing. Um, There was moments where I did enjoy it where I'm like, uh, there's these kind of bases that you have to take over all throughout the city, which I love. It was very evoked a lot of like Far Cry for me mm-hmm. of just sort of being like here's these towers and here's these areas that you can't you, you have to take over and I, I went into one and I died 25 times in a row and then I was able to lower a bridge to bring my Batmobile over to that area and I noticed there was one of those like things on the front that you could latch on to with the Batmobile rip off the wall and all of a sudden just gun down everybody inside there with rubber bullets so yeah, they don't they're die fine. don't worry about they're it they're okay they're to the hospital but um, and then I was able to, to finish that section in 10 seconds as opposed to like sneaking around for hours but there's other times and luckily it only happens once but they actually have you do platforming with the Batmobile mm-hmm. which yeah, is like jumping rough. off a ramp onto a roof to pull down something to drive on this narrow path I think it only happened once in the mm-hmm. game, but there's a couple other times where they're just like, you need to use the Batmobile. You need to use the Batmobile. Yeah. Also, there, there are those chase scenes. Uh, I, it's such a like. So the Batmobile is awesome. Like it's really, really cool. Yeah. The way it's implemented, I think, is just really mm-hmm. is kind of like they didn't follow through with it. Right. Right. Like it's. I remember them. They said that like they spent obviously a ton of time making it feel good and, and work well. And it's like, well, if you're gonna have one drivable car in a game, it better control yeah. well. Right. 
the problem is they also put so much time into destructible environments everywhere, and you can run over literally anything; it'll blow up into particles, yeah. and it's really cool. I, there was a there was these uh, pillars in the front of the Chinatown area in the game that I've wrecked a thousand times, yeah. and every time you go back, they're rebuilt because late night construction crews yeah, are sure, <laughs> sure. working tirelessly. Video game. But Video I mean, game. there is some awesome stuff. I want to give it some credit. Like when you're standing on a roof and you hit L1 and you look down at the street. And your Batmobile comes in, and yeah. it's, it's no, it's, that's so cool. And it's yeah. making that it's, like, and it's kicking up all the leaves. Oh and man, it's yeah. got, and it's got like that dub, that machine dying down dubstep noise. And you jump into it and take off. Like it's awesome. Yeah. There are there are some high speed pursuit areas in that game where you're going 100 miles an hour in a Batmobile, and you're like, this looks incredible. Yep. Yeah. You know, have you gotten to the yeah. part though where you drive off a bridge while you're chasing somebody? Yeah, and yeah. you're just like, what? Well, I'm in a Sewer? Well, I gotta go. I got lo- lost. Yeah, it happens, like your, it happens your, a lot. Your, yeah. your OnStar map quest or whatever is just like. So, yeah, I mean, a, like, tur- take, take, a, take your next I lap. I think it's, <sighs> it's weird watching, stepping back and looking at the franchise because of that, right? Because in yeah. the first game, the first game came to time when we were like, oh my God, there's an incredible Batman game, right? Like, it wasn't some dumb license thing. It was like, it received really well. And everyone was like, man, imagine if we went to Gotham City. Right. And then Arkham City wasn't quite that, but it's like, you got to be out. It was open world, and you got to do more. And people are like, "Man, like imagine if you could drive the Batmobile," because you see it in cutscenes, and I think uh, Arkham Asylum, but you don't mm-hmm. get to do it. And then this game delivered on that promise, but it did it in a way that I think it was like, it was "Be careful bearing. what you wish for." Yeah, kind of. I mean, it yeah. would have been great if this would have been used sparingly. If yeah, five times in the game there were Batmobile missions. Yeah, like, yeah. And or then where again, it was like every couple hours, like, "Man, I really want another." And then you get and, it. And, you're like, and oh, we just talked awesome. about this yesterday. Imagine if it was like Dishonored. Like Dishonored, you go and you can either do like low chaos or high chaos you either kill people or you don't and like the the it branches out from there imagine if in this game whether it had branching narratives or not if every mission there was a way to do it on foot or in the batmobile yeah, like right. i feel like that all people want are options right mm-hmm. like and i think there are probably people who love the tank and love yeah. doing it that way but sure. like why would you betray the entire gameplay style of the first two and technically three games like it just seems weird so, to require so yeah it. that's that's all absolutely true uh and i completely agree with you i think that like traversing the city in the batmobile is probably just as fun as it is to whip around on you know your magical ropes at the top i love the ropes <laughs> yeah i like to, i like to glide with ropes <laughs> i like to i like the super rope and the uh, regular and, rope and as I will well say this. you guys talk about a very different rope conversation this morning that's right uh, i will say this uh the i uh, playing with uh the the Adam West skin on is hilarious. I'm so and jealous. I, I suggest, so weird. I suggest I, everybody do that if they Or can. the weird anime one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, all that the stuff the is great. One? I think it's really cool. Yeah, the anime one's really scary. I, so see, my I, main, really, I really just want to be a di- – like, everything in that game is made of carbon fiber and cardboard boxes yeah. with blood. And yeah. Yeah. And Did so, you see the Batman Beyond comparison? They compared, like, the cartoon version to, like, the super jacked that up, the, like, crazy yeah. That is one of the version. ugliest, most abrasively stupid-looking things I've ever seen in a video game. Yeah. I'm so, sorry, but <laughs> that skin. Destin put together a video that's every like, single Bruce one. Like, Bruce Timm should go over to Rocksteady and slap someone in the face <laughs> for that. That is an affront to art direct. It's that really... skin was actually the movie that Pee Wee Herman was seeing when he was doing. <laughs> oh I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, uh, Dur- okay, it's so interesting though if you watch the... the video of all the skins because yeah. 80% of them are terrible. Let me get into my main issue with this game, and this is something that I feel like everyone should be complaining about, but it, they're kind of getting a free pass on, and that is you can finish Arkham Knight, but when you do and you get an ending, and to be fair, like the ending se- sequence that you get from finishing the game is ridiculous and awesome and crazy, completely insane, just like really kind of like one of the most comic book things I've ever seen in a video game. We are like, how did you do this? But once you do that, you're kicked back into the main world, and they basically say... Uh, 
to get the best ending in this game, you have to collect every single Riddler trophy, of which there are 243 of them. Most of them are not fun. Some of them are great, but it's one of the most grindy things to actually kick somebody out into doing. So most people just did what I did, which is go on YouTube and watch the ending, because I'm like, you know, I like to be completionist in open world games, but this is where I had to draw the line. Um, and I think it's a really big issue, so I hope we never see anything like that again from them or from any other video well, game. It's not it's like kind of a pain in the ass. There are lots of like true endings. It's like a huge JRPG thing, right? Like yeah. in Persona 4 or whatever, like to get there's literally a 30-minute epilogue that's hidden behind if you do a second playthrough and get the true ending and be the whole the real boss. I think and blah, it's blah, kind blah. of obnoxious that they, they tell you that's how you do it. Yeah. That's the thing, yeah. and that's my thing too. Like it's usually like an epilogue or a yeah. cool Easter egg or like an ambiguous tease for something. Like if this is actually part of the core story, that seems really weird to me. Like yeah. if you have yeah, to actually do it. Well, because you find yourself like, and I know Batman's a ridiculous character and I think that's like kind of why I both love and hate the fact that there's we have so much Batman now is that like, Batman is amazing because when he when he doesn't overstay his welcome. When you are playing with him for 25 hours, it starts to get a little tedious and ridiculous that this gruff asshole is phone calling all his friends and just being like, do me favors, I need your help. <laughs> and he never says thank you or hey, anything Batman, like that. Hey, Batman, it's Tim. Do you want help with something? Leave me alone. Leave me alone, Robin. <laughs> I'm killing people with my car. Damn it, Robin. God, i got to change my phone number. I like the idea of Batman is really awful Roman Bellic, just like calling his brother. Yeah. <laughs> no, Dude, totally. I, I hate how much he's, he's just Dude, maybe get off Skype for a minute. Just stop. Yeah. Stop FaceTiming everyone you know. Oh my god, it, it is nonstop in that game. Like, this is what it just... like you you said the most the most astute thing about this, and it's just that it feels like a Batman game for millennials. Yeah. Just people who are con- I don't mean Constantly to be sound like the there. oldest man yeah. in the world, because technically I am also a millennial. Ooh, I got like, a tweet, I got a Facebook message, I got a new Instagram. I'm gonna follower. add this to my Snapchat story. Yeah. Like, I got a new like on Instagram. I better go see who it is. Oh, it's the Riddler. Like can you maybe <laughs> maybe just sit and, and be Batman for a minute? Is that okay? Can, can it just be quiet in your own head for five minutes? You need a phone call from Lucius and the Riddler and Alfred and yeah. Robin right. and Catwoman. Can and you seven... just fight a crime? Can you just fight a crime? <laughs> he's a dude who watched his parents get killed when he was a kid. He's... Oh, that means he's got to be on the phone all the time? Yeah. It's really, it's social media is great if you feel lonely. Yeah. I, I never blues. heard that. I never heard that about orphans on social media. Being, forget it. Just, I didn't read that. Was yeah. Dick, Dickens never wrote about so anyway, that? Anyway, personally, gotta, I hope that uh, the next Arkham game is way more intimate and goes back to something like Arkham Asylum. Like, hold on, we got an email. Okay, beyond. What would you like to see? <laughs> Sorry, this is from this is from our Canadian buddy Klein, who says, uh, "I have a question that has been haunting me, like the news ghost himself. Here it is." With the release of Batman Arkham Knight and the conclusion of Rockstar's Batman trilogy, what would you like to see them tackle next? A new IP, another licensed franchise for me? I would like to see them take what they've done with Batman and pretty much copy and paste it into the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe. Well, have fun with all those pizza who, who truck missions. Our Klein. Canadian buddy Klein. Klein, our Canadian buddy. We have heard about the Ninja Turtles game for years as a rumor. One well, Activision has the IP, right? Right. Yeah. So I don't Their know name is Rocksteady. Happen. I hope it's a solo, a solo yeah. game about about <laughs> Rocksteady. How we made Bebop. Um, the love story. Yeah, I think uh, I would love to see them not do Batman, and not that I don't want more Arkham games eventually, but like, give it a year off. Like, try let Rocksteady tackle a new IP, or even if they want to stay within this world, do like like people say, like the Justice League game or whatever it is. But like, let them branch out. Yeah. Um, it's almost like that weird thing where like Killzone went on for so long, and then we saw what they did with Horizon, and it's like the opposite color palette. It's like so different. Yeah. I would love to see them do a bright colored superhero game. I wanted them yeah. like, I want to make a, a Harry Potter game. game. Yeah, our Harry Potter game. Have the WB incredible. license. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I uh 
We were talking about this. I think that there was a rumor for a while that they were going to be doing a Silver Age Batman game. Right. There was that, that steampunk thing that Sil- we saw. Yeah. Silver Age. If, well, that was that was, um, that was by Gotham by Gaslight, right, right, which right. is different. But Silver Age would be like uh, for people not comic friendly, whatever. That's like the basically the dumbest period of comic books. Like that is Golden Age is like the 30s and 40s. Silver Age is like 60s and 60s and 70s. And basically when there'd be weird stuff like Rainbow Batman or Superman had a dog or like <laughs> – like Superman puts a lead box on Lois Lane's head because he doesn't want to read her mind, or it, just, it didn't make yeah. any sense. There's all like this really ridiculous <laughs> stuff, and the thing is, is they spend so much time making this incredibly realistic world, but it still has all of these totally silly video game tropes. I would love it if they used Silver Age logic to actually explain every bit of ludonarrative dissonance, mm-hmm. but with just the worst kind of like just dumb Silver Age Deus Ex Machina stuff. Yeah, yeah. just like yeah, the bat, the we, he had to go back to his home planet. <laughs> <laughs> we brought them back to life with crystals. That's how we did it. I would love that because I mean I don't know. I feel like the the Batman games are so kind of like aggro, and I don't mm-hmm. mean that really in a negative way. I think that sort of fits the tone. Again, he's an orphan and he fights uh, clowns. But uh, he, a lot of them in this game, there's so much clowns. Uh, but I I would love to see them do something a little more lighthearted, you know, or at least mm-hmm. palette-wise, like go with the Batman animated series palette, oh, which is a very yeah. dark show. Yeah. But yeah, that'd that would be cool. Be, just that'd that be sort awesome. of like very clean uh, kind of paper cut texture. Well, and of, that's a DC problem in general now, right? Like the whole idea, like during the Nolan era of Batman, it's like, yeah, it became very grounded and very yeah. serious and very dark. It's like you see the Batman versus Superman trailer. You saw Zack Snyder's uh, Superman a couple years ago. It's like they're all dark now. Yeah. And no matter what, it's all dark yeah. and gritty. And like that works for Batman, but it doesn't work for like the 30 other heroes in the DC universe. So well, Yeah, the reality is if they don't make the next Batman game, someone's going to have to because it's a it's a mm-hmm. billion dollar money printing IP. Of course. And yeah. you know, if it's uh, who worked on Origins? Montreal. 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 Montreal yeah. So what I really want to see from Rock City, if they do make another Batman game, is I kind of miss the kind of Metroid Prime intimacy of the first game mm-hmm. of being like this is an isolated area. And again, they've gone so open world that it's going to be really impossible and jarring to go back. But I like the like here's one area. And you just one just building or some. What if you just get lost in your house? Yeah, you get lost. Like (laughs) like gone home, home, but Batman. Batman. (laughs) That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. No, but I I liked all the fact that there were like tunnels and areas that you had to unlock through uh, mechanisms that you earned through boss fights and stuff like that and upgrades. Like it made more sense than like you you got a few upgrades in in Arkham Knight, but I never really felt like oh wow the whole world. Did you die twenty five times? Try killing them with your car. (laughs) I haven't. uh, I haven't done Arkham Knight yet but yeah like in hindsight it does look like mm-hmm. Arkham Asylum is pretty much the best one or at least the tightest of, yeah, the, yeah. of the experiences and I, I think, miss that you know like I really like Arkham City but um, feels like sometimes too much freedom is a bad thing yeah I mean I think like that first game really strikes that balance where it feels like a really big world but you are kind of locked in and you do have to wait to unlock it's, the, it's like the difference between Die Hard and Die Hard with a Vengeance which I yeah. think are both <laughs> awesome movies sorry but the first one takes place done. in one isolated building, right? And yeah. So much gets done and it's in that. Perfect. And the third one is basically let's take all all five boroughs of boroughs in and New York City awful. and just go crazy. Yeah. It's not awful. You don't like <laughs> oh, we've, we've had this fight a million times. No, you don't like Die Hard with a Vengeance? It's better Die Hard too. It's not. I, it is a great movie. I yeah. like it quite a bit. It is nowhere near. It was. Die it Hard was one. originally not a Die Hard movie. Of course, that they put it was the Simon Says on. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, no was Die Hard dirty movie. Dancing it was Dan a Simon. It was the first yeah. Simon Says movie. It was called Simon it's, Says. It was called Simon uh, the Says. first Die Hard movie that was written as a Die Hard movie was, I think, Die Hard Four. Yeah. Which is really weird. No, it was Die Hard Five because Four was some. Anyway. Yeah. Die, Each one two of those Die Hard podcasts. Basically, they were like spec scripts that were for action movies, and somebody was like, "Well, let's put John McClane in this." Yeah. Especially Die Hard Two was like. 
barely like it. Like, but I love that. Like, I would love like you drop Batman on the first floor of a of a of a corporate building that's sixty stories tall, and it's like it created by a. It's like Judge Dread or it's yeah, a raid. It's, it's Judge Dread. He needs things to get through each floor and kill everybody. Oh, God. Like, and like everybody. each floor could be zoned off by like this is like Two Faces territory. This is like Joker's territory, and like they're fighting amongst themselves That'd be awesome. as they're going. If up. there was this like you know villain really tower cool. in 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 Gotham City, well, the only way up those hero would work really well for that would be Green Arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Green, green, a green arrow game isn't that what would Supermax be... was? That original long oh, before yeah. Arrow, there was that concept for a movie called Supermax, which yeah. was basically like the maximum security prison of supervillains. They all get out, and Green Arrow basically is like, oh no, it's Superman's day off, so I guess I got to do this myself. Yeah, um, I think there, yeah, that would be incredible. Oracle, I need the arrow. I mean, it would be, it would basically be, it basically be a, the, the the new Tomb Raider. You know, you'd be like, you start out on an island, and you're like, oh no, I'm a, I'm a billionaire with a bow and arrow. I gotta fight some guys. Yeah, God, that would be cool. These pot I farmers I want a are Batman up to game no good. <laughs> Batman game where he gets off on every floor and it's just like, ding. Have you seen Barbara? Ding. Have you seen Barbara? All right. Uh, sweet, sweet. Should we wrap up? We wrap yeah, up should I wrap it up? We can yeah. wrap it up. Let's uh, before we go. Let's pimp the. Uh, I want to pimp the No Man's Sky stuff. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, 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 I had a bunch of questions. I will read them next week. Thank yeah. you so much in the podcast beyond Facebook group. I asked you for questions uh, for a little segment called Rapid Fire, but uh, Andrew <laughs> stayed too long in the sheets today, yeah. <laughs> in the bedtime zone. Yeah, we'll we'll try and the bang box. <laughs> the, we're early on in the life of uh, the news <laughs> thing here. We'll, we'll keep it short. And this is very bad. <laughs> All right. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, our IGN first for uh, July, if you haven't seen it yet, is uh, No Man's Sky, which is uh, quite incredible. We yep. um, debuted on Monday with 18 minutes of footage with some commentary by uh, Ryan McCaffrey and Sean Murray of Hello Games. Yep. Uh, the footage is awesome. It's like the longest look we have at the game. You sort of realize like certain things like, oh, there's a wanted system on planets. And if you start messing yep. everything up, all of a sudden, space cops are going to come after you. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I know. understand it's this game so a little cool. bit more like, now. I understand the moment to moment now, which is mm -hmm. all I've wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, watching that footage, it's like it really is worth trying to watch it uninterrupted. Like yeah. That's the title of the video, but I try and watch it for 18 minutes and mm -hmm. get it more. Um, yeah, I think that was really cool, and the thing today is actually really interesting. Yeah, Mitch too. has a has his uh, piece sort of on how like um, it's, uh, how to leave your mark on the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're gonna have cool stuff uh, going up all month. Uh, interviews with Sean Murray about his inspirations, uh, more gameplay stuff, how more systems work, a studio visit, um, cool. cool stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that game looks nuts. Nomansky. Norman's Sky. Norman's Sky. <laughs> uh, all right, Not all I'm, man's sky. Yeah, there we go. That's the one. All right. <laughs> On that note, if you'd like to use hashtags to make friends on the computer, you can find us all on Twitter.com. I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggity. That's how do you spell that stupid With name? two G's and two T's. All right. Brian is Agent Bizzle. That's right. And Andrew is Garfep. That's right. Oh, Mondays. <laughs> Beyond! 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 Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.